Hello, Puggies, and welcome to the Pug Life Show, brought to you by Pug Parties, because your pug deserves to be the best-dressed pug at the porty, and you can check out their outfits at pugparties.com. I'm your host, Donna, and with me are my Puggy co-hosts, Charles and Rosie. In this week's episode, I'm talking to you about losing Charles at playgroup, not something I do often, or should I say ever. It's not unusual for me to see Charles in the arms of one of his aunties getting spoilt with cuddles and kisses when he's not glued to my ankles, but not seeing him anywhere within about 60 seconds flicked the someone's taken my pug switch and we were on a pug hunt like never seen in the park before and had me asking myself why he ended up where we found him. But before we start, I want to remind you to subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes so you get advance notice of our next episode and much, much more. Now, Puggies, if you're anything like Rosie and Charles, you love your weekly trip to playgroup. Lots of space to snuffle around in, lots of new smells to investigate. And then there's the cuddles, pats and treaties that you get from your grumble friends, humans, that make it all worth getting out of bed for. I am positive that there is every type of puggy at every playgroup around Australia. Puggies that zoom around for the entire hour, the puggies who move from human to human to get back and ear scratches and even a sneaky treaty. And then there are the puggies that either run off in search of new humans and dogs to play with or are the puggies that sneak off to wander around checking things out further afield without their humans knowing. Now, Rosie is the kind of puggy that loves to walk around, check things out a little bit, then come back and check in with me. She never drifts off too far and she's always on the lookout for when the treaty bag materialises from the puggy buggy because she knows that the treaties are her favourites because I wouldn't buy anything else. Charles, on the other hand, is a stayer. He rarely moves away from my feet and his preferred position is in my or one of his auntie's arms getting a long cuddle. That is, of course, if he isn't snuggling down in the puggy buggy with his blankie and hot water bottle on a particularly cold day here in Melbourne. Let's face it, nothing but the best to keep my boy comfortable in his old age. With that in mind, you might excuse me for losing Charles one day not too long ago at playgroup. He, in a word, vanished without a trace and without anyone at playgroup or the surrounding reserve noticing. Charles is so predictable with his behaviour that no one ever thought that he would be the puggy to wander off unnoticed and cause a whole of park search. Now, we're really lucky with our playgroup location. It's on a native reserve, so there are big open spaces that are dog-friendly as well as this bushland with meandering paths throughout that you can walk on leash and spend a lot of time snuffling around the many bushes and smells and not have to worry about cars or lots of foot traffic. On this particular occasion, I was doing my usual catch-up with various humans I know at playgroup, talking pug, playing with the puggies as they wander past and nudge my leg to give them a treaty. Now, on a normal Sunday morning, all of this would be happening with Charles standing no more than a foot away from my heels, if not standing between my feet, patiently waiting for me to pick him up and give him a cuddle. With this routine, I could easily look down every few minutes and see him standing there watching the world walk past him from the safety of my shadow, and I'd know that he was okay and not feeling overwhelmed. I swear that it only felt like a couple of minutes between Charles' check-ins, 
but it must have been as many as 10 because I looked down and there was no Charles. Now, it's not unusual for me to see him in the arms of one of his aunties being spoilt with cuddles and kisses when this happens, but when I looked around, neither were cuddling him, and I couldn't see his little jacket-covered body anywhere amongst the other humans and pugs. Up until this point, I wasn't worried since it's not entirely unusual for him to muster up the energy to go for a little wander around the group, but not seeing him anywhere within about 60 seconds flicked the someone's taken my bug switch and I'm starting to charge around the group, calling his name and clapping my hands to get his attention. Charles is a little hard of hearing these days and clapping usually gets his attention at home. Once it became abundantly clear that Charles was nowhere to be seen and never to be seen again in my mind, everyone at playgroup dispersed and started looking for him like it was their own pug that had vanished into thin air, which is one of the many things I love about our playgroup. We really are a village of pug porants looking out for each other. Wow, puggies. I'm loving this episode, and I hope you are too. If you haven't already subscribed to our newsletter, then please click on the link in our show notes so you get advance notice of our next guest. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, so you can be the crazy pug lady you've always wanted to be with our other like-minded crazy pug ladies. Now it's time to get back to the show. Now, initially, we went to all of the obvious places that Charles might have wandered off to, like the car park where we had parked and the paths in between. No, Charles. I'll admit that I was really starting to panic at this point because if he'd been taken by someone, I didn't want to think about what they might do to him, my poor boy. I was also starting to think that I was going to have to call Andrew to tell him that I couldn't find Charles, our pug that never wanders off, and that I had no idea how he managed to do it under the noses of 10 humans. As a side note, I did tell Andrew when we got home safe and sound what had happened, and as you can imagine, there were comments about me never being allowed to take his pugs to playgroup again if I insisted on losing them. Anyway, thankfully, after about 10 minutes of searching the parts of the park that we didn't think Charles would go to, Charles was located wandering around a separate car park that is a fair way away in pug steps from the play area and a car park that we haven't parked in in years. Apparently, Charles was looking a little confused and a little annoyed that he couldn't find what he was looking for when he was found. And yes, I got a snort of disgust when my friend handed him over to me, telling me where he'd found him. It's almost like it was my fault that he wandered off. Charles managed to get there without anyone on the path noticing him ambling by and there were a few on the path between the play area and the car park and thankfully the car park was empty. I shudder to think what would have happened if it was the busy one because he's so small and so slow he just wouldn't have stood a chance against any car. To this day, I cannot figure out why he decided to go off on his own and walk all that way to that particular car park. I've wondered if he was looking for me because he'd lost sight of me at playgroup for some reason and we used to park in that car park many years ago. I've also thought that maybe he was looking for his brother who's been gone for over two years but who I'm still catching him looking for in familiar places every now and again. 
Potentially, Charles may be developing doggy dementia, which could possibly explain some of the sun-wandering behaviour. But either way, we keep a closer eye on him now whenever he's off lead or out of the puggy buggy, and he now sports a bright yellow winter jacket for playgroup just in case he gets the notion to go for another wander without telling me first. Now it's your turn to talk pug. I'd love to know if you've had adventures that have given you a fright. Did your puggy wander down the street to check out a new neighbour? Or did they decide that fences were for suckers and headed off in search of a new adventure when you weren't looking? We'd love to hear all about it. So please share with us over in our Facebook group, Living the Pug Life. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Pug Life Show. If you liked the episode or if you think it'll be useful for someone else, please leave a review over at podchaser.com. And if you've got any questions or want to tell us how much you loved the episode, then let me know over at our Facebook group, Live in the Pug Life, where crazy pug ladies meet to talk all things pug. So until next time, puggies, have a pawsome week and humans be generous with the snackies.